Well, we're having challenges tonight. My phone seems to be dropping its coverage. I'm not a conspiracy-oriented individual, not normally, but it does make me wonder why my calls, why my broadcasts just suddenly drop for no reason whatsoever. Anyway, what I was saying is I was, I was going to a website earlier today. I was watching the commentary of a very sage and wise kind of quoted individual, a one who is in the company of those that are never Trump, never MAGA, never in politics. And here's the obsession of these folks. They, they sit back and, and uh, ponder the, the waywardness of those they get lost in the unchristlike dialogue of politics. What's interesting to me is none of them wade into the arena. None of them get into the battle. None of them get into the rough, to the, to the rough tumble of exchanging ideas or having to clarify viewpoints. Don't fall prey to the critics who tell you you're not Christ-like. You're not carrying the cross. You're not burying the mark of Jesus. You're not carrying the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, Jesus has an awful lot of quotable quotes that these guys never quote. You brood of vipers is one of them. Now, he did say that, and he said that, I'm sure, in love and with self-control. Probably did so in kindness. I think that uh, what's missing today, more than anything, isn't sensitivity. I think courage is lacking, lacking in big supply. And it takes boldness to be able to speak the truth in love. And it takes humility to go out and get beat up every day, to get lampooned by the left, to have articles coming out. Again, I got hit pieces from the Rolling Stone, the Daily Base, this and that. I even got family members who pass on hit pieces to family members just to let them know Lance is a little off. And of course, the left quoting the left always makes you feel edified. And I say to myself, Lance, you ever think that maybe some battles you're in, you're not supposed to be in? You ever think there's some wars you're not supposed to be in, Lance? You ever think that there's a time for war and a time not for being in war? And I, I talk myself out of it and I say to myself, you know what, Lance? Let someone else go do this. You don't want to start getting jaded. I want to just sit there and talk about the love of God and the gifts of the Spirit and talk edifying. So I could do the Bible. I did a Bible today. I did Bible today. I'll tell you what, I don't want to do news anymore. I could, the Bible flows out of me. 40 years of doing it works, taking care of my life, blessed me, blessed other people. But you know, I feel like who's going to be manning the ramparts? Who's going to be saying the important things? Who's going to clarify to the convoluted and the confused what exactly is happening on the front lines where the warfare is? That's why I pray for Steve Bannon and for Tucker Carlson. And I love Jordan Peterson, and I pray for yarmulke-wearing Ben Shapiro because these guys are on the front lines of a great battle. I pray for Douglas Murray, a gay conservative intellectual who, um, who I just have an endearing drawing to. I want to see this man come to all the freedom of Christ. I want all these frontline warriors to experience the blessing of the Holy Spirit. What's strange is many of us who have the blessing of the fullness of the Spirit don't go to the front lines these men are on. What is up with that? While the critic is still stroking his chin and saying, I think they lack clarity. I think they're a little overzealous. I think they misrepresent Christ. I think they're stuck in culture divide. These people don't want to get involved with the battle of big ideas and the battle of persuasion. And it is a contest. It's a contest of ideas. And you're not going to win it by being a sideline critic of Christians who are engaged in the battle. 
Sure, we can have a little bit more what? Sometimes it takes humility to stay in this battle. It's not like you're winning all the time. A lot of times, like I said, you're being lampooned and beaten up. Well, anyway, that's just one of my thoughts. But I wanted to share something with you here. It's in a slightly different direction than I was going. I want you to take a look at this idea. In 2005, three 25-year-olds, 20-somethings, just wanted to share videos with each other. were complaining. They said, wish that we had a format where we could share these weird videos and share them with each other. And they were trying to figure out a way to make it happen. And so they created something. They created YouTube. Can you believe that? The world's largest search engine. YouTube, one year later, Time Magazine named the invention in 2005 the invention of the year. And they sold it to Google for $1.6 million. What the heck? That's enough to make a, a preacher backslide when you think of a couple of 25-year-olds selling, three of them selling a company for $1.6 billion because they had an idea. Well, here's the thought. If you were to have an idea every day, every week, just think every week, just pray. Pray for God to give you one cool idea and write it down, write down that cool idea. At the end of the year, you'd have 50. At the end of five years, you'd have 250. And if you acted on just one of those ideas, if you acted on just five of those ideas, it could be that one of them would pay you handsomely for the rest of your life. And I really do mean this. Ideas is the realm of the spirit. God, the creator, wants to drop these ideas down to his people. I have to wonder, why does Zuckerberg get Facebook? Why did these three guys get YouTube? Why did Google end up buying it? Could it be that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge? Now, we have wealthy Christians. I know. I meet them. I work with them. But we don't train our people to think in terms of being the fountainhead of innovation in every field, in every mountain. It's not over yet, folks. This is still a game is still at play. And when I see Elon Musk taking over Twitter and calling it X, when I see that Trump is virtually, after 700 years, threatened imprisonment, his ratings, are, his, his ratings are going up, I can't help but see that God has his finger on the scales of history, and he's not writing, he's not writing it's over yet. There's innovation in the education realm. Everybody knows that they're watching Hamas-supporting, PLO-cheering, Harvard grads, 30 organizations at Harvard. Everybody knows the system in academia is broken. It's like nobody wants to talk about it because it's like, what the heck H happened there? It's worse than we thought, but I'm glad it's coming out of the closet. Woo, coming out of the closet. And so what is it telling you? It's telling you that the system is broken. Yeah, the system is broken, but God's raising up new systems. When the Reformation came, God broke apart the medieval Catholic Church because it wouldn't reform. Luther was a Catholic. He just wanted to have a Holy Ghost Catholic Church. He didn't want to have a Lutheran church. They didn't listen to him. So God raises up competing systems. God's about to raise up competition in government. That's what a third-party candidate is, or that's what a populist candidate like Trump really is. It's a new innovation. Whether you realize it or not, God's raising it up now in Getter. He's raising it up in Rumble. He's raising it up in Media. He's raising it up in Public Square. He's raising it up in Tucker Carlson gets fired. Boom, he goes over to, to Twitter X, the artist formerly known as X, or it's Twitter, and now he's over there, he gets like 50, 60, some hundred million views on stuff. He's wrecked the algorithm for how business is usually done. A Joe Rogue. Oh, they keep trying to knock me off the air, folks. I'm so sorry. 
I'm sorry they want to bump my voice off the air. You know, speaking of YouTube, they took 200,000 subscribers away from me. I had to start over. Like a man of God, just sit down and start all over. I had to build from zero. Got to like 25,000. And then in Facebook, they don't wipe you out. They just suppress you down. We used to have 100,000 views, and now you have like 5,000 or 15. or I got 475 people. Thank the Lordy. Right now, used to be 2,400. But it's okay. You know, because we're going to keep on going on. We're, the point is, we keep going on. We don't sit back and, 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 and criticize the uh, gladiator in the arena. We simply encourage each other and keep battling on. That's why the uh, 7M Mastery, go to 7M Mastery. I think it's lancewalnut.com forward slash mastery. We took a $297 course that I had actually recorded for Andrew Womack and his team asked me to do training on a faith worldview on seven mountains because nations are opening up, folks, believe it or not. It ain't all going down right now. There are nations that are actually turning conservative. There's a backlash going on. You saw it in Argentina. You're going to see it in European elections. There's a backlash that's happening right now to globalism, open borders. There's a wake-up call happening, and new systems are raising up to compete with the old systems is the point that I'm making. You want to go to lancewallet.com forward slash mastery because I put together the two most important pieces of it. How to ascend up the vertical institutional competition of a system. Rather than struggling to go up, you parachute down on the mountain. You don't climb the mountain, you parachute. And parachuting means that there's a way that you approach promotion, favor, and competency development. You have to be competent or you get bumped off. But if you can handle the promotion, you can accelerate the journey. If you can handle the promotion, God accelerates the journey. So this explains why the processes of God are so profound. This is why David could say, my times are in your hands. For thou hast enlarged me in my distress. Your capacity is going to be increased this year like it's never been increased before because God's positioning you for the occupation of territory you never had before. And yes, self-control is going to be a major attribute. It's a, it's a master aptitude in this chapter. Humility is important because you've got to be able to see with a critical eye what your enemy sees. Humility gives you the ability to have 360 sensory awareness. And what I'm teaching you now is the content of the 7M Mastery. You can come down from the top down rather than climb up the mountain. But that's favor, divine appointments, and positioning with individuals that will champion your cause. The gates of hell are at the top of the mountains. God wants to put you as an ecclesia in proximity to where the gates are located. You want to go to lancewallet.com forward slash mastery because the course has been dropped $200 off the course. I think I took the $297 course and dropped it down to 97 for Cyber Monday. And I, I forgot to do this advertisement earlier. I got interference here on the, you know, the internet. So I'm going to continue this sale for the next 24 hours. But favor is a really interesting characteristic. But if, in order for favor to work with, you'll see that God gave Joseph wisdom and favor. So sometimes the wisdom factor has to go with the favor. You have to be able to know how to navigate with the influence God gave you. And one thing I've noticed lately, and it's kind of a sad discovery, is that in almost every organization where God gives you favor, there will be a Haman, a saboteur, an opponent, somehow position in proximity to the ear of the important people. 
which means that you've got to be walking in, in the spirit and in intercession in such a way that you can that you can hinder the sabotaging work of others that are that are there. Now you will be watched more scrupulously than you've ever been watched before. I'm convinced that uh, when Jesus went into the synagogue, they watched him to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. You have your enemies watching your videos. They're watching your teaching. They're watching everything you say. I've got them watching me right now. And they're not watching to go, oh, well, you know, he made a good point. Oh, well, maybe he has something in there. You know, maybe I misunderstood him. They're watching to find the place where you'll err, where you'll trip up, where you confirm the bias that they already have. They think they're discerning you. In fact, there's a spirit on them that is accusing you, looking for a justification for accusation. And this is what Jesus meant when he said, they will hate you without a cause. The force of favor comes with a reciprocal problem. You will be hated without cause because people will like you without justification. <laughs> when favor's on you, you've got the goodwill of people and it may not be totally earned by experience. It's just, you get it. But the favor of God has a reverse. It's called hatred. And they will hate you without a cause. You have to be able to handle both. The, uh, the unexpected promotion of God through favor that hasn't yet been earned. And you have to be able to take the pushback that's going to come from people that resent you and resist you because they perceive that you're doing what they could do and perhaps could even do it better than you. And somehow you got it. And they resent you for the favor God gave you. Folks, it's, it's mastery time, 7M mastery, how to move up the mountain of God in whatever field you're in and how to move into the realm of convergence. And we talk about convergence in a kind of a unique way. We talk about convergence, mingling it with constraint theory, which is one of the great uh, pieces that I learned as I was working with diagnostic tools to identify where's the behavioral glitch that puts the greatest kink into the flow of your gifting. Or you could say, Where's the self-sabotaging blind spot that is, that is consistently showing up to trip you up that the enemy is using against you? That's called your personal constraint. It's always behavioral. It's never spiritual. You don't need to go into some third heaven, you know, courts of heaven, fifth generation ago thing to break it. It's behavioral. It's something which if you can see it, you can break it, which is why self-awareness and humility are attributes you want to cultivate. Even while you're being strong and bold and courageous and outspoken, you got to have that sensitivity to feedback, and you have to have the feedback from the right sources so that you're able to give your 360 around yourself because the enemy is trying to find a hole in the hedge, and your enemies are studying you closely in the spirit realm and in the natural. You want to get a hold of 7M Mastery. If you mean business with God and you want to do, this is like 30 or 40 years worth of the all this kind of like fun. I wish I had read everything and studied everything in this room as much as I want to. But I'll tell you what, I've compressed as much as I could into the course I did for Andrew Womack for his leadership school, for his powerful leadership school. That ministry is blowing and going. And I put it together for him on seven mountains and I put it to get together for him on constraint and convergence theory, which is our level 10 curriculum on how to operate at a level 10. You want to go to lanceswallet.com forward slash mastery. And I'm sorry that this broadcast was interrupted and dropped three times. What can I say? I'd like to think it was um, coincidental, but, you know, it makes me wonder sometimes when it happens. But God bless you. I'll be talking to you again tomorrow. Enjoy the new year. It's going to be the best year yet. Bye-bye.